0: Hello and welcome to Another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffee of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube.
1: Welcome to episode 105 of another What's Up podcast, where, much like Ash Ketchum, if you listen to all of them, you can catch them all too. What's going on, guys? Hey! hey, hey. That's for the kids. It's Pokemon joke. That Poke is your mom. super cool Gotta of you to make a Pokemon all. joke on our We have podcast. that generation in our demographic. I checked our stats. I'm
0: trying to oh? think. Yeah. Uh, we mm-hmm. have seven-year-olds listening to the uh, podcast. We might want to...
1: Hang on. I'm talking about the classic, when there was only a hundred, not this whole kit and caboodle of oh, pokemon man, they got that's right sad. Now. so sad pete's defending pokemon
0: Uh-oh. i will uh, i will die on this hill can we start over uh, no we can't no it's too i'm trying far to in. hit up
1: the entire demographic we next can't. week it's going to be good housekeeping themed okay <laughs> trying to hit up everyone
0: what about people Win's with legs girl? that are shorter than the others
1: uh, big thanks that. to our new patrons. Thank you to Tilt, all of you, patron
0: tilters, tilty walkers. Uh, big thanks to our patrons. If you don't know what that jokes about, that's because you didn't. You weren't in the pre-show, and you're a fool. So, yeah. uh, big thanks to our patrons for being, you know, patrons. You guys are amazing. Uh, if you want to know what a patron is, you can go to. Patreon.com forward slash another woodshop podcast. That's where you'll find things such as our Patreon page. That's all I got for that. Yeah. So uh anyway, if you want to check out if you if you yeah, if you become a Pokemon t- tier, which is uh thirty five hundred a month, uh Dan will go to your house and um do anything. <laughs> the jokes, anything. all the jokes were about like legs. I couldn't like make it work out. So everything's <laughs> a failure right now. So
1: <laughs> it's. Daniel to it your house pre-show. with light
0: mayo, mayo and squirt it all over you. So <laughs> another pre-show joke. No, big thanks to our patrons. You guys are awesome. So thank you for And that. next week,
1: the pre-show is going to be a different time. Yes,
0: yes. I will mention that now since Pete basically did. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing the pre-show on Thursday. Nope, that's when we do it normally. Tuesday, we're gonna do the pre-show on Tuesday. I asked the guys if we starting could starting over, Tuesday. still on the table. Yeah, we could. I mean, we. I think we only have till 35 minutes before we can do a restart. So <laughs> I, I can't, Pete. You can't no. just casually drink out of a wood cup. I mean, <laughs> it's it's really distracting. Nick Brim, he's always on our thoughts, always on our mind. No, uh, next week Brick we're do the show. Bricklim. limb next week we're Lick, doing the show on Lick, tuesday. Brim. Lick brim uh next week we're doing the show poor nick it's like every week we make the same joke <laughs> every single time no we're doing the show on tuesday so uh i asked the guys we could do that i had a next week's gonna be kind of straight stressful for me so i got well not real stressful but my wife's got out of town and it's just me and the boys so uh we'll be busy Oh, I can hear him now. So, anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go close that door here. But after I do this... Oh, Black Betty! ram him That wasn't bad. It wasn't, like, terribly delayed. Yeah. Uh, uh. Dan's going to read a review from Yelp from Mr. Leland F. Stock. Yes.
2: This is from Yelp. Uh, if you don't know what that is, where have you been? Yelp's oh. a thing on the internet. Uh, Leland S... <laughs> So, I guess we can uh, theorize this is Leland's Stock. He's coming straight at us it from could be Jackman. California, California. Whoa. Yep. Yeah. He says, well, it's five out of five stars, obviously. But he says, uh, recently tried this podcast for the first time last week. And he wrote this on February 17th. So, I'm a little behind. Uh, and it was exquisite all around. The ambiance is modern yet homely, the service is friendly yet cold. For some reason, the only thing on the menu is toss salad. But boy, was it good. <laughs> Leland knows what's up. I definitely recommend giving this podcast a try on your next gr- Tinder date. Tinder
1: date? Yeah.
2: And it's always group? hit when what? your OnlyFans group, your group is in town.
1: Date?
0: <laughs> Sick.
3: Yeah. Thank <laughs> <That's> you, Leland.
1: <laughs> well, th- thanks for leaving us a review.
0: I love Leland. Appreciate he's it. A, he's a good yeah. friend.
1: Uh, you can find us on Yelp. we
0: At
2: another Woodshop podcast. And
1: we also forgot, you can find us on Reddit.
0: Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I used to be a mod over there.
1: Not we, anymore. Didn't yeah. we like
2: Not after this pre-show.
0: <laughs> Dan brought up centimeters, and uh, now he's out as a mod on the uh, subreddit. <laughs> Metric isn't real. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah. What did I measure uh,
2: as centimeters during the pre-show? I forget
1: a foot, <laughs> a foot yeah, you're, you're how ironic, ironic. <laughs> uh look what's a what's a centimeter that's like a foot right that's like a whatever foot.
0: <laughs> it's a foot anywho uh dan's a real foot guy uh the net, we got another review over on itunes well flat footer review it's a <laughs> it's a it's a five-star review of course that's the only option uh, it's from one fine gentleman by the name of RJ Hammy, Ronald James Hammy. Uh, he has this to say, meh, here's some stars. So thanks to R- Ronald James Hammy uh, for the same. Checking
1: in every month. I'm yeah. glad you're safe. I mean, Mark's safe. We're just Mark safe from Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I almost made the
0: joke. <laughs> That's funny. People really jump. There's the, the show title. Mark say, Mark from, say Will from Will Smith. Okay, I'll write it down. I'm, a, it all, I'm not like opposed to it, and it might have. Are we, S- S- we going to mm-hmm. talk about it? Are we? No, uh, what team want to talk are we on? No? No?
1: No?
0: I don't really want to mention it. I don't even. He, he don't won think. Best Actor at the Oscars. Yeah, <laughs> best slapper. Can you believe those? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, we won't talk about it. Uh, hey, well, you know what the next segment is. Everyone does say it with me right now. It's this.
2: Yes, give me 10, Norton.
0: I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> I almost uh, sang.
2: <laughs> I was going to do it.
0: <laughs> no, it's not the greatest man. It's actually uh a little song sung by what's frankly an angel here on earth. You're stalling. Um, <laughs> no, I'm I have the button ready to go. I just oh, want yeah, to stalling. No, no, I, I, I my buttons over. I just want to say my thing about this angelic voice. It's basically the I've voice been known of a as child, Daniel Timberlake. Oh, it's you? Daniel Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I think that might be the show. Time. What's worse,
1: that or Justin Dunlap? <laughs> Daniel Timberlake. <laughs> Justin Dunlap.
0: No, sure. Daniel Timberlake sounds like a legit brother. I mean, it's like Justin's little brother, Daniel. <laughs> his voice, but his is middle name is all still the time. Justin. <laughs> Daniel oh. I don't even <laughs> got Bobcat reference again. Um, <laughs> no, uh, you know, Dan. I want to hear what's on your bench. What's on my bench? Uh,
2: hmm, that's a very good question. I am not prepared for this, oh, I can go I'm not prepared no either. i I That's can why go. I went to you there's <laughs> no there's not much to prepare. let's be honest here. So. I don't have a whole lot going on i ha I have started well a few weeks ago I started on the MonkeyPod uh, monkey pod live edge table, but I've actually started on the monkey pod portion of the monkey pod <laughs> live edge table. I did such things as now uh, with thirty percent more monkey pod track sawed a straight line. <laughs> Wow, oh, yeah, wow, I you know I'm moving up in the world. I Why? have moved oh, from the, the ends? yeah, I have moved from the wow. bow tie game. I'm still offering bow ties. people are still buying bow ties, but I'm trying to take over the market in saw stop mm-hmm. zero clearance insert plates, very niche. I'm telling you, I am going to be the SawStop Zero Clearance Insert Plate King of Northeast Sarpy County. County, Nebraska, United <laughs> States of America. That's going to be me. I'm taking it.
0: Can't
1: wait. I
2: mean, I'm going to wear the crown.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, you're going to run undisputed. So, yeah, I, I started making those and it's been fun. I had, man, I must have, I think I've had about 10 orders of those. Which is kind of mind-boggling to me. I didn't mm-hmm. think that many people own saw stops, but apparently it's a very popular saw. Yeah. I also made a file for the Bosch 12-inch glider miter saw. I don't know the exact model number. I'm not that yeah,
0: geeky. Who, who knows? Who knows that? Knows?
2: But I made a zero-clearance insert file for that on my CNC, and that will be available in my Etsy store. The file and the actual insert. In the next coming days, probably by the time you hear this, it'll be out, which is on Sunday, unless you're a patron, which is tomorrow. Whatever. Yeah. That's That's been it. I've taken on some new jobs, but things are kind of slow moving over here. Um, if you're not aware, I I deal with a lot of space issues in my tiny two-car garage. Although, I feel bad saying tiny two-car
0: garage. I mean,
2: it's a two-car you garage. Should. There, there should it's... be...
0: There should it's be relative. plenty of space, but it is relative, like mm-hmm. Mike says. It's not something you need to feel bad about. You need a bigger space because of what your
2: needs
1: yeah. are
0: for your business. So you much on big project,
1: about. so you need
2: it. I need bigger space. Um, uh, which brings up the next thing. I think I'm going to have a contractor. I'm going to I'm going to start calling contractors probably tomorrow, which would be Friday, uh, hmm. and see if they can come over <laughs> and. Shoot me some ideas, you know, brainstorm with me about ways What happened ways to doing up that room? living room wall? That's one of the options I have on the table. I
0: mean, I have, I got to do something. I got to do if something. You would so have a to fireplace, fireplace wall there? in
1: your shop.
0: Nah, Dan yeah, doesn't like his fireplace anyway. He wants that thing gone. So, I mean,
1: no, you, you, you burn, burn scraps in there all the time. I like burning. He doesn't. I like fire. He likes burning.
2: I thought you told me you don't like fires in your house or something like that. I mean, if it's in my shop, it might be okay. Oh,
1: <laughs> Different, sure. It's different.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, my week's been pretty boring otherwise. So, know. That's an we... elevated spot too, huh?
0: What's that? That the fireplace, like the, that, same the living room is is up on the same level it's, as your no as no no CC. no that's right? no that I don't know. That's a I think good it question. is. I think it is. I think that's an elevated height, which should be kind of because cool.
1: there's a step to get into the CNC space. Yes, right? actually, that's, that's oh no, no but wait, a step to...
2: wait. But your your living room sunk down, right? Yeah, but it's on the no. same level as the CNC level. Yeah, it's yeah. like two steps because there's down, steps into to the get into my house three, from the garage. Right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, anyway, the, the access might cool. be. I mean, man, that would that wouldn't even be that bad. I don't know what permits are like in your county. I have no idea.
2: I have no that idea would, either.
0: That's one of the
1: things I want to talk to a contractor add, like,
0: about. I would.
2: That I would, would, I would hope that they know that one
1: full like car bay to your like size wise yeah. to your shop. Plus, I can lease. right.
2: I feel like we could push out the shop a little bit, you know, outwards, 10, 15 feet or so. I mean, do I don't mean? have a whole uh, lot of on the space. Hill? Yeah, <clears throat> to the that to the to the side, which would be the east to the right. If you're house. looking
1: at the garage door,
2: yeah. If you're if you're standing outside of the house, you're looking at the to garage. The right you can go to the right.
1: Where he was thinking about putting the shed. Yeah. How.
2: I, I don't think know.
0: That'd be super expensive, dude. You got to do the earthwork. That's that dirt work. It's pricey, man. I understand that. Yeah. Well, you got that bow tie money. Well,
1: see what uh, what options they give you. That's why I bring Saw them, stop. Uh, an zero clearance Saw insert stuff. money.
0: Thank You, you. can imagine. Yep. If, like,
1: I
2: sold you ten of
1: those.
0: Interface. If you sold like twelve thousand, then yeah, we'd be I on. Sold we'd ten. Be talking about it.
1: <laughs> He's gonna add a wing to his shop ten. and then like commemorate it to like the sauce. This is the first
4: one I ever cut.
0: This thing made me who I am.
1: (laughs) That's going to be the name on there. Daniel Dunlap's
0: zero clearance inserts and other wood related items.com.
1: Wing. (laughs) It'll it'll just be wing at the end.
0: No. Anyway, that's cool, dude. That's exciting.
1: Did
2: it? I did. I don't, we we had a joke earlier this week in our text chain where I, I said, Daniel Dunlap something emporium.
1: Can't you, say you, you say a lot i say a lot of things i don't know i don't know I mean, most most talking, of our chats
0: can be turned into a screenshot and then turned into an nft and we could become millionaires so <laughs> I just feel like why are, are we not is, doing that i don't know we don't do a lot of things we should mm.
1: Yep. <sighs> pete it's real bad. you want to go you want to go next no i'll let mike go he was very excited to oh go no he wasn't good it's your turn oh okay fine i'll go <laughs> um my, my week's been kind of boring, too. It it flew by. I know we had extra days. but I like I'd crush a avoided. spam sandwich. What do you mean? That's Pete I, in the chat. I'm just oh, going yeah. through our NFT-able stuff. Yeah.
0: Cox.net ended up in spam. spam? Shocked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan's NFT. got a weird email.
1: Sorry. Yeah. At, at PP.net. I have, I have so. two Cox.
2: <laughs> Emails. COX. COX. COX.
1: Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. they're big in nowhere anymore anyways huge and Obama. so what what did i do this week so it's been a lot of administrative stuff which is actually one of the questions we have for later um just that stuff just kind of eats away at my time i'll clock out of work uh the last two weeks at work i've actually been kind of busy so i haven't gotten a whole ton of stuff done uh last week well this last weekend I was knocking out more of those ice climbing tools trying to get those knocked out uh, as many as possible just to get them out of my shop because they're just taking up space and they're just tedious they take up a lot of time but I I kind of did a account on a time that it takes me to do it and I severely underquoted the labor on it I really thought it was going to be less and it's like if I was just doing like I kind of did one set and measured the time I was like oh yeah this seems right it wasn't no definitely like everything takes a little longer when you're even if you're batching it out. So I basically requoted the customer for the next batch. Like, hey, I'm finishing this under this rate, but like the next one, it's going to be more. And he's like, oh, what did, Like, you think? Like two, $3 more per pair? I'm like, no, like closer to double. No, like labor, you're going like, to be
0: going with someone else for these from now on.
1: <laughs> I mean, they, they might try, but the, the fact of the matter is to make a pair of each one of those is like 45 minutes to an hour of work. And it ended up being that it was like, Essentially, I was doing it for 30 bucks an hour, which is a fine rate. That's not my rate.
0: Not That's not the rate I wanna be,
1: yeah, which, <laughs> it, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with $30 an hour.
0: Yeah, except a you're being at least 10 to $15 I, I, of that. I know, but what I'm saying
1: it, is like, nothing wrong with $30 an hour. It's a, it's a fine rate, it's just not what I wanna be doing while I'm working at my part-time business after I work a full-time job. I don't want to be doing that. I'm doing that so I can bring in some good money. So, yeah, the the full sum is big, but that's just because there's a lot of pieces. Um, I still don't want to get screwed on the hourly rate, you know, because the, the the check could still be ten grand, but if if I'm working at ten dollars an hour, I'm not gonna do that. So, nah, dog. Uh, so I I basically just kind of re-quoted them. I'm like, all right, well, you know, like the final number, let us know. I'm like, I'm probably gonna quote you this. I already told them, but uh, when comes around again so it's nice to requote that what comes around again around. this is one of those things that uh if they if i lose the job it's not the end of the world it's it's profitable but it's just like it's tedious as hell and it takes up a lot of space aside from that i found i'm since i've been migrating from the basement back to my office i had like piles of stuff in boxes as i'm getting everything set up i found a to-do list from like a month ago and it was half done and the stuff that was on there is all the stuff you know like when you do a to-do list you do all the easy stuff and then you ignore the things you have to do um and some of that stuff was like really pressing so i basically just been trying to like answer certain emails reach if out to some people you don't make a list
2: you could ignore everything
1: i know but uh, i i i screwed up i was <laughs> Pro like tip. i was supposed to send stuff out to people and and design things for them and i completely just dropped the ball so that was on me with my parents leaving and all that stuff. I had a lot going on and it, it, a lot of stuff slipped, slipped my mind. So I got caught up on that for the most part. Got caught up on the administrative stuff for the most part as well. Um, I am, uh, I've am. i been overhauling some stuff on Etsy and making more files. Like I have all these files. Mike's really good at like making a file. And Dan is now too. Very proud of Dan. He makes a file for something and it just makes it available on his Etsy. Well, I'm really I make bad files. at that.
2: I don't make them available on Etsy as
1: But you do. I'm gonna. I I make. I have so many SVGs that I've created for people, and they're just like sitting on my computer. I just need to clean them up. SVG super villain guy. Super villain guy. Yeah, that's it. So I just need to. uh, I've been going through all those files, doing previews of them so people can see it, and just putting them together so I can start uh, throwing up listings this weekend. So that's the that's the plan. And it's like small, basic stuff. But sometimes that's you know, you sell a dollar svg file for like, you know like 100 times in a month you got some good money
2: yeah the while. uh i told you guys during the pre-show that i sold three digital files one of them was mm-hmm. a push stick file i mean that's you like the most basic file ever and i list it for a dollar you know if
1: you have a 100 svg files and you sell one a day and if they're at least a dollar you're making good money or make one of each a day
2: a dollar a day hundred dollars no <laughs> uh, like i meant
1: like one of each a day or something <laughs> Anyways, dollars a day that's G- I got a list. Baller. I mean, it is when it's just uh, not enough to think about it. Hell yeah. yeah $100 I'll, I'll, day, take, I'll, take, I'll take That's $700
0: take a week a, based on my math. That's yeah, passed that's out a good, income. Good
1: maths. And you got fees and all that stuff, but whatever. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, oh, I've been overhauling my print shop because yeah. I am getting Seven more printers. printers. Yeah, so actually I got, and on the ground here is my, uh, my newest one, my $100 Ender... Pro, isn't, that I got that. isn't that emma's though
2: you said it was emma's it's
1: emma's it's yeah it's, Amos. Yeah. All right. it's not emma's um i got that because it's kind of the Lost standard printer that everyone asks me about it basically felt like losing a bet the thing is it's a very fine printer it does a pretty good job just like dan's ice maker it's a little noisy but at the end of the day <laughs> i got ice you know so one of these yeah, days i'm moving my
2: recording studio to the basement i swear to you guys, <laughs>
1: to move it you're to literally the never going to do playhouse. that <laughs> never you're never going to do that you'll <laughs> move the fridge here. before you move that <laughs> literally so i got this printer because everyone's constantly asking me about like what printer to get whatever and i recommend either that one if you're really not looking to jump into a what what higher grade what makes printer.
2: what makes me laugh is that people always ask you that but like they clearly don't pay attention to what you post and what you talk about in your stories because you always say over and over Prusa, 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 Prusa.
1: But it's like, you know, when we recommend like, yeah, you want to get a stop you want to get a Laguna Banza, you want to get, you know, this or that. And like, we recommend these tools, but like, then we're always like, but if you're on a budget, go with this. Like basically that's my answer for them. It's like, yeah, if you're on a budget, go with this. I highly recommend Prusa's. I actually, it's a part of the administrative stuff um, I got my confirmation from Prusa today that I am officially an affiliate. I'm just waiting for some paperwork to clear and I'll have my affiliate code. And so if anyone's been holding out role. ambassador for a while, yeah, actually partner, that's what they call them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah. We're common law dude. marriage. Partners. It's about time. So it's <laughs> great. So if you, anyone's looking,
2: <laughs> you've been together for seven years.
1: Yeah. You're just yeah, stuck she's with each real, other. She's in a Czech Republic because that's actually where they're based out of. Oh, okay. So if uh, anyone's looking to get a Prusa, hit me up. I'll give you my affiliate code. I know Mike's getting one. I am actually one well, holding. I'm on ordering nine. Mm, yeah, nice, take that. Nice try. <laughs> but I have three on order right now. I still have my XL on order. It's on only pre-order. three,
0: huh? It's cute.
1: Well, that'll bring me up to eight. Which is <laughs> that, That's why I'm getting so, nine. <laughs> <so I've laughs> well, with the ender, it's nine. So, <laughs> Jokes on you. I got four enders coming. <laughs> it's fine. There you go. <laughs> it's just but the one in, don't
0: worry pete i don't want a bunch of printers
1: as far as this ender goes it's a very fine printer for 100 bucks a lot of people are asking me my opinions on it uh you're gonna your have printers? to babysit it you're gonna it's a honda civic it's a it's a it's a hoopty honda civic that Whoa. you're gonna work on on the weekends but you, you wouldn't it. drive it to work every day and just it's it got
0: there. 15s in the back and it rattles everything 15s, let's just yeah, say when we, you're printing you're gonna be printing at the motel six
1: yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's, a, it's a in the brand back brand lot with
0: printers. a
2: Seven layer burrito, <laughs> what?
1: And light mayo. But just if, oh, you're
0: around,
2: dude, if you're around, if
1: you're near much, a <laughs> micro center, you can get one of these printers for a hundred bucks right now. If you need the link, hit me up. They're worth getting for that cost. I Unfortunately, my got closest got micro center so, is
0: New Jersey. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but again, so the reason I got it was to help educate people about it, and when people so, ask me questions, I can give them actual answers. Like, hey. Here's why you should or shouldn't. What we look at this part to try to fix it.
0: Like, can you actually add it to your fleet? Of what yeah, for what you <laughs> use? I can.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat it like the like like trash. I'm basically like gonna, gonna be, be running the it like the, the, the most, most like your battery yeah, hangers and stuff like. that? I'm not gonna all. use it for that. I because that I have like. I'm trying in, really
2: in, hard to make a Greta Van Fleet joke right now. Okay, just continue <laughs> keep talking.
1: Thinking, keep think, no, 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 keep thinking. Oh, I, I can work it what into my fleet. There's obituary. people running entire print Died
0: farms trying to think of a Greta Van Fleet <laughs> <joke>. <laughs> stroke. With,
3: like I have it. Uh, uh, Van Fleet. <laughs> and then <he> falls
1: over. <laughs> no, no. I do. I'm curious what you're gonna use it for, Pete. Seriously. So no, I I want to actually. Well, a just to I'm gonna obviously make some content around it and just try to use it in my posts, educate people on it. But mainly, I'm probably gonna use it for like abrasive filaments or stuff that I kind of. Don't want to run through for my what? main printer, which I can abrasive filaments. So what does that mean? There's like ABS and uh, some of the uh, uh, PC blends. Basically, they're they're harsh on the nozzle. They'll literally erode oh. the metal inside the nozzle um, over time. For nozzle, for nozzle, right, my, my nozzle, for nozzle, my <laughs> nozzle. So I'll use it for that, and I'll just kind of like push it and try it out. For you know, a hundred dollars, it's yeah, it's not it's little con- money, but a it's also not a lot of money. Point. I my my paper printer costs more than that, so yeah. you know. I figured, can, why not? For sure, and and, if, and the thing is, Maybe I'm probably gonna eventually go. with time.
0: It's gonna ender. What? what? I'm just joking. No, don't. I'm gonna get 100. Don't worry. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a hobby. <laughs> don't worry. Now. You'll get your three percent, Pete. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> yeah, but enough pitch. You know, pitching for them or whatever. No, you should. You're uh, an affiliate. You should put that link as soon as you get ambassador. As soon as I have it, partner.
2: <laughs> Sounds very partner. official
1: it is very official so as soon as i have it but it's like ham ambassador Ambassador. (laughs) well it's european they're eastern european shinka means ham Y'all shinka you want some shinka (laughs) what else have i been doing uh so a lot of etsy orders that's actually been picking up so i've been trying to restock all my stuff because i don't run my printers all the time so i've just been trying to do that uh in the shop i'm trying to i need to tune my laser my I have like dead zones where it doesn't tell cut as well, so I got to clean all my mirrors, realign everything. That's a pain in the butt. Yeah, it is. and I had to put a cutting board in there that was way bigger than the actual cutting capacity, so I was going <laughs> to lift it up. And of course, I three D printed these little feet. And during the move, I lost one of them. So
2: where the couldn't uh, like balance it
1: properly? The How are you going to print all those? the
2: same length or? <laughs> Don't, oh. tell him.
1: Don't tell them!
0: Don't tell them! I need to one centimeter shorter. For 50 <laughs> a full. But centimeter? with
1: that. It, the way I have my my sensor set up, it would actually still, like I could put something on the bed, it will lift it up and just touch the sensor enough without hitting the ceiling, so to speak. Mm. Of the It's really hard to explain, but I'll do some stories on it when I do it. Sweet. That's it. It's just been a lot of crap and boring stuff and nothing exciting. I, feel, I barely posted this week. It's just been um, a very tedious week. But Mike, I can't wait to hear about your week. You had a lot of exciting stuff happening, so let's go.
2: As always, let's go.
1: Let's go. <laughs> Well, let's go.
2: Uh, I Tri- went I to. I feel Providence, like Mike Rhode keeps Island. the uh, what's on my bench afloat at this point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bequeath Be- oh. upon us the knowledge oh. that you've
0: obtained this week. Yeah, you guys want to put on your safety glasses or you're going to get pink eye. Uh, <laughs> the- no, last week I went out to uh, Providence, Rhode Island. I was uh, a guest of Festool USA's out there. That was really awesome. They had a big event. They had, there's been some, well, they, they upgraded some tools in the line. Uh anyway, they upgraded some tools and they did a big uh release party at at this event. It was really well done get together. It was really cool. Really good food, really good people. Uh it was great meeting the behind the scenes people at festival. They had a lot of like regional managers and sales managers and stuff. You had me at really good food.
1: Assistant to.
0: Assistant to the regional managers. Um now it was <laughs> the food was good. It was it was a cool event. The venue was cool. Um it was uh I'd never been to Rhode Island. It was really um like sleepy, I don't know. It was just kind of quiet and, and kind of an older. Uh, what's the like a fishing town? You're not
1: offending like. anyone, you're nailing it. No, no, no.
0: I'm not like trying to offend old anyone. Sleepy. I, if, it was like an old sleepy like fishing town. It was just. It wasn't. There was that's, nothing.
1: That's all. That's all. Like the
0: state. if I was out there, with I mean, people? the whole state is like this. If I was out there with like people, like for a few days, it'd probably you be could, a good time hitting the bars and stuff and having a fun you could time. Out fit there,
1: it in a thimble.
0: Yeah, it fully was,
1: landlocked but, too. It's not an island.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. It was a lot of fun out there, it's but not really um, a road. I had a really, uh, yeah, it's not a road either or an island. This is BS.
1: <laughs> it's piss off it's the whole state today.
0: <laughs> it's just that state should just be called land. You know what I'm saying? No, the uh, but <laughs> street land, street land. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I had some snafu with the uh, flight out. Ended up being like 30 hours of traveling. Oh my the gosh, I, I forgot travel. about that. I won't go into that uh because it's boring, but it was No go uh, on a tirade against United. Go. Man, United Airlines is just garbage. Air- they're just such cr- trash airline. It's so crappy. Uh they they I had a flight. They spirit Airlines, my United. Yeah. In that order. Uh, it's like it's like Spirit Arli- Airlines getting arthritis, <laughs> Parkinson's disease,
1: United, <laughs> <laughs> United Airlines. Flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flight. The war United. in Ukraine.
0: <laughs> oh uh, my God. You know? <laughs> Getting slapped, getting slapped by, by Chris West. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Will Smith. <laughs> I did it backwards. No, it was. Uh, it was. I had a flight. They canceled my flight. They gave me a new flight that landed me at my connecting flight at the same time as my connecting flight was boarding, which was at Dulles, which is a huge airport. I had to get on a people mover to get to my gate. The gate. By the time I'd literally was sprinting, just call called a car. Yeah, they. They. <laughs> yeah, street land. No, they uh they, they I I literally was sprinting with like 10 other people. We all had to get the same connecting flight. We get there and they had just closed the door. Anyway, uh, they ended up after fighting with customer service, they were not going to do anything about it, but they ended up uh, they sure did do something about it after about 2 hours of fighting. I got a hotel room and Did they you drop the dinner. old? Do you know who I am? I did not drop that cuz that would have meant nothing.
1: Do you know who <laughs> I'm friends with? Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> maybe you've heard of RJ Hammy. No, uh, the, the, uh, th- th- there was, they didn't care. The people there behind the counter did not care, except for one lady who finally grabbed me by the shoulder who worked with them and was like, hey, come over here. Let's talk about this. So um, they, <laughs> I would, follow they, him on Instagram. I'm going to take care of this right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's what happened. I think she, they were tired of me literally s- screaming at their, their customer service reps uh, in the middle of a crowded terminal, which was what was going on. So um, I was, very mad um anyway got home uh, took the weekend off had a great time with my son had his uh, had a had a baseball game and then Sunday took it either this week's been really crazy I got um, I we're gonna talk about administrative stuff but i am I have gotten into this new routine now where I wake up my wife and my son leave at like seven thirty in the morning and I'm immediately on the computer for either till 11 when I go to pick up my son or till 1230 when Sean shows up. And then we go and work in the shop together for like the next five to six hours. So my days are very long right now. And then we get done with dinner and Jack goes, my son goes to bed around like eight fifteen or eight thirty, And then I come out and then I'm on my computer again until like midnight. I have so much work right now that I'm having to like, line things up and it's just really busy. It's just, it's like 16 hour days. Like every day I'm not working on the weekends, which I've, I've made myself not work on the weekends. I could level that out a little bit by working on the weekends, but I don't want to work on the weekends. I really am trying to not work on the weekends unless there's a special reason. So, um, I've been very fortunate over the last few weeks and months to have, um, even with price increases, a lot of customers approving quotes, and I'm like, whoa, this is crazy times right now. So I'm starting to get really to the point now where unless I bring on even more people, I just am going to have to tell people, look, I, I can't sneak you into any sort of schedule. It's going to be like July before you can get anything. So uh, I have to go to a job walk tomorrow uh, for uh, for a customer, and you know, this lady really wants me to build this diner for her. But I'm gonna have to it, it's not gonna happen. T- yeah, like a non-attached diner, <laughs> like a, like um you know those like bench seats around a table? Oh, like a dinette. Yeah, yeah. Dinette, I'm sorry, dinette, not a diner. <laughs> yeah, an entire diner. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> Round up. I'm building it in the state of Streetland. It's really pretty out there this time of year. No, <laughs> um, it's a dinette, not a diner. I'm build it's a dinette, but it's not attached. It's a uh they want to be able to take it with them. It's a pretty neat design, actually. But I have to. They want to take it with them if they move. Oh, they don't, want it, they don't want it built in. They want to move, take it with them if they move. I was picturing so, them going on like picnics yeah. with them. No, it's a total knockdown furniture situation. So, <laughs> um, and that I'm actually getting more stuff like that lately. And um, the real reason is because cabinet shops out here in California, they're I mean they're booked. Out, you can't even right now. You can't get cabinetry done this year. That's how far things are booked out for built-ins wow. and cabinet work right now. So I'm having to explain <laughs> to people, hey, I can't install. We can coordinate with a t- contractor. I can provide you with a contractor that I know that can do the install. Uh, but we ha- we can do this where we don't build it in. So I've been kind of giving these people these options. And then, you know, the prices are high. But as a result of all these uh, um, like plywood-based carcass builds with boxes and stuff, lots of box builds, I made I decided to make the investment on this tool that I've had my eye on for a couple of months and uh I was out at that festival event with Keith Johnson and he's actually a rep for them now. He actually sells these lamellos and uh I bought this Lamello machine. Um really excited about it. Amazing really basketball pricey. player. Yeah. Lamello Anthony is so good. No, this uh this thing no, is Lamello Ball. Come on now. Lamello ball, is that a real person? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a Carmelo Anthony joke.
1: (laughs) In your fake uh, basketball game thing, you play? Oh, NBA 2K,
0: NBA Y 2K 15.
1: No, it was like Verithane 2K. Verithane Y 2K 15.
2: Lamelo Ball, (laughs) professional basketball player. You can't just look at your
0: screen and then say the thing you said like it's true.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Flying out, he plays for the
0: Charlotte Hornets. I believe you. It's fine. I don't know anything about basketball um Biscuit. Anyway, one of my favorite I a, movies. I ordered uh, the Lamello machine with some other stuff. I'm pretty excited about that. It's not like it's a really expensive machine and I'm not like recommending it to anyone cuz I've never used one. It's more how, something
1: How is it different from a biscuit joiner?
0: It cuts a giant Asking slot. A no biscuits. <laughs> and it doesn't use biscuits. It uses uh real these oversized plastic things that are shaped like a biscuit but they lock together and Mm -hmm. you don't have to use a clamp because it locks together and that it it provides like 50 because i saw him cut a slot with it and i was like oh that's the devario i bought that system too the devario cuts a slot you can make your shelves slide in that's the devario system there's like the thing has like 15 different
1: Well, uh, well i saw him do that and i'm like can a biscuit joiner do that? I feel like it's... No, I can't
0: carry that kind of weight. S-
1: it doesn't spin fast enough for that.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't carry that kind of weight, though. I mean, it doesn't carry... It's a bigger... Anyway, um, they also have like a... Uh, you know that Festool connection system I bought? To connect the, dom- yes, the, yep. the connection? Mm-hmm. So they have a, a lighter mm-hmm. version of that, which is actually really enticing to me as well. It, it'll it pull together with not quite as much draw strength but it will pull together with more than enough to glue up a joint uh, or leave it dry and have a knockdown joint. So, and it's actually a little cheaper than using the, uh, the festival. For mobile
1: dinette. Perfect. For mobile dinette. For it,
0: so circle back around mobile dinette, a mobile diner that they want to take with them camping. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. no. Um, so yeah, that's happening. I uh, got a new couple, some new, other new tools this week. Um, uh, oh, I built a coffin, uh, like a small coffin for a uh, very tiny, tiny maker. maker. Yeah, yeah, he or he's a small a very,
2: maker. or What do they like to be
0: called? They're called little makers. In the, little what makers. They prefer. So they, um, they. Uh, he was a really well-known maker. maker. Nope, nope, little makers is what they. That's the phrase they prefer. <laughs> he was nice a, a he was a maker in the area, really well known. Uh, he made just really beautiful pieces of work, and unfortunately. He was ran over by a power wheel, so uh, we had to make a coffin for him. And um, <laughs> go go power wheel, power wheel I, <laughs> The commercials just start playing. I, I don't think I can <clears throat> continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. A guy, what is a, a, lo- a guy local to me. He's a bladesmith. His name's Layton. He owns a shop called Lost Bison Forge. We've been talking for a few years, and we've been trying to do a collaborative together, and Different things hit different times, and they never worked out. He's actually going to be doing a beautiful steak knife set that I'm going to be making the box for for that, and the 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 um, the steak knife like oh, holder. You know, that's for so. the uh,
2: the Battle at Garden's Gate.
0: Greta Van Fleet reference. Boom,
2: nailed it. Go, <laughs>
0: little makers. <laughs> Just leaves. No, he's going to go print another printer. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so we're, we're working together on that. And then uh, I've been waiting man, we're, for the perfect we're moment make, for that. We're making really big progress on the grounding boxes. The first 50% of them are being taken to my customer tomorrow so that they can put all the guts in. And then uh, the other 50%, yeah, they have to put all this copper and all this stuff in there. They're, and then they come back and then we button them up, finish sand, and then I'll start spraying. I got to get the <clears throat> plaques done and I got to get the inlays done. There's still a lot of work. Those things. Speaking of hours into things, I mean, each one of those is about 50 man hours, <laughs> so Dang. it's a lot of work. Ooh, uh, they're a lot of work. Are so, we talking uh, about the
2: small coffins still?
0: No. We're making a, <laughs> those making are real a small killers. coffin army. That, that coffin was actually pretty fun to make. It was fun to have like a little break, but yeah, anyway, doing those, uh, we got a bunch of stuff we're doing for a big comp Well, they're a very big company, but the order I got isn't very large. It's a... It is a nice order to have for sure, but it's not like an insanely huge order. But they keep adding stuff to it, which is really cool. That's good. The purchase order keeps getting bigger. So um, I kind of want to talk about that on the show a little bit. That's my first time giving a business credit terms outside of creating – for creating content. So like I'm actually creating them uh, – it's actually for one of the first orders for my S Corp. So or for my corporation, so I offered, they asked if they could have X terms. I said, hey, I don't typically offer terms, but I'll offer you these terms. And uh, I gave them some terms. So um, that's the first time doing that. So, uh, you know, had to get what some of the writing. What kind of terms? 15 day. Oh. So they just like, got 15
1: so like, day terms. So like, uh basically like a net 15 net 15. So when when I deliver, they get 30.
0: Yeah, they got net 15. So I gave them net 15. So when I deliver, they have 15 days to pay. So
1: So basically it's not prepaid. It's a a purchase order.
0: It's a purchase order. Yeah. We got, they got me set up as a vendor in their system. I set them up obviously in jobber. Um, and then they, but what they do is they go, I send them the order or I send them the quote. They make a PO based on the quote. They send me the quote through their system. I, they actually every time they've asked me to quote stuff, I give them a quote, and they like keep doubling the number of how many things. It's not not the price, but the what's up, Dan? Yeah. And th- those for those who don't know, Net Thirty is a very basic business to business standard. Standard it's a business standard. Like I mean, I, I come from construction, and my when I was at my family's business, sixty days is standard in the construction world. Yeah, um, in the so photography thir- world, I dealt with that all the time. You know, a
2: net thirty. You know, you yeah. you do the job, and then they they bill you or they you're send out your check offering in thirty credit, days. But yeah, it's, but without interest. This is the business, business credit.
0: Like, no, there's interest involved. If they don't pay, oh, you're, you're it's like doing, a one point two. Well, if you don't, they don't pay, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, 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 so it's a it's it's just a a business to business handshake. So I said, "Hey, look, I'm fine with offering you guys terms. Let's start with this. Uh let's give it a few orders and then after that we'll go to 30." So um and then, you know, as a business, you have rights and uh avenues to explore should they not pay, obviously. So um and the dollar amount isn't so extreme that it's going to put coffee custom builds out of business if they don't pay. But I also, they also have a lot of references that I trust. Uh, I I was actually referred, they were referred to me and I, that person who referred them to me, I trust them. So anyways, uh, that's an interesting thing to deal with. Um, There's other stuff going on. I just keep talking. So anyway, we're 40 minutes in. Let's get into the show. Uh, Let's talk about questions and how we can answer them, if we can answer them. Who we With have our mouths. With our mouths. No. Here's the first question from Dylan Scott. D-D-D-D-Dylon.
1: Dylan.
3: Hey guys, Dylan Scott here. I was wondering if you guys could help me out. I made these cutting boards for gifts this past Christmas, and I had a couple people reach out to me, and they had a little bit of a wobble to them. Like, there wasn't really bad, but just like a little wobble. And I was wondering if I did something wrong because I. I brought the wood home, I let it sit in my shop for like a week, then mm-hmm. I milled it all down the following week, let it sit overnight before I glued anything up, and after that I ran it through the planer. air, put it on my flattening sled, ran it through there, everything was flat, and after I was done sanding it, put Odie's oil on it, put the feet on, still flat, nothing wrong, and now, now they got like a little bit of wobble. Maybe I'm overthinking it. It's probably, you know, I know wood moves. I might just be overthinking it, but is there anything I could be doing different? So I don't get that wobble. And also, like, how should I fix it? I've thought about maybe just putting like a little shim and hiding it underneath <laughs> the, the little rubber feet so you can't even see the shim. Or should I just like start over completely, make a new board or try and flatten this one out, um, you know? I, I know they're gifts, but like it's still my name on it. And then I want to put out good products out there because people have bought my cutting boards in the past. And I just, you know, I want to make sure I keep putting out good products. So what what would be your guys' suggestion? Pete.
1: Uh, so if you're finding – now the way I understood this is that he made some boards. They're sitting in a shop and people are reaching out to him. People aren't reaching out to him after the fact and complaining,
0: right? I No, they're okay. gifts.
1: They're so they're gifts now, but they're ones that he's made, I guess, a while ago. Or
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're yeah, reaching yeah. out yeah. saying, "Hey, th- thanks for the gift, but this thing's got a wobble to it."
1: Oh no, I wobble understood baby, it the other wobble, way. I understood baby. it as like he made some boards, and now people are reaching out, and he's grabbing them, and they're wobbly. Oh, he's noticing that they're wobbly. That's okay. how I understood it. So that's how I'm gonna answer it. Like if you had some made, and they're just now wobbling or whatever, uh I. I don't have that happen too much. To, honestly, the drum sander does such a good job of cleaning it up um, and getting it nice and flat that usually it's fairly flat. I'll check it on cast iron. Honestly, if it's got a, like a just barely any play, I'm not even going to worry about it because the fact of the matter is most countertops, if they're like linoleum or Formica or whatever, they're probably not flat, so they're not going to notice. And if you are throwing rubber feet on there, yeah, Dan, it's, it's true. But if, if you're throwing rubber feet on there, that's even easier. It'll probably get a lot more, um, you know, or a lot less play with the feet and don't do any wooden shims. If she's dirty, wash her. Get it. I made a pun, (laughs) but get, get very thin washers. I throw them under my feet. Tilters. um, When I'm screwing tilters, there you go. Um, and you know, just use a washer underneath. If it's like a board that's been sitting around and like, yeah, it's, it's always got that wobble and just don't refinish it. If it's already finished, cured, all that, uh, throw some feet with a washer on it. That would probably be the best fix. If it's really bad, then yeah. you know. And also look at your grain. Maybe that your grain direction screwed up and it's just cupping on you a lot. But wood moves. It's going to move, especially when it gets this thing wet. So, you know, Dan, what do you think?
2: First of all, if you're going to throw washers on there, make sure you use stainless steel washers. Oh, yeah. Yes. You don't want them rusted. Good call. Uh, yeah. I'm going to answer this because I took this as. You made the board, you get, you gifted them, and now people are telling you that they wobble. That's how I understood it as well. Okay. Two versus one. Pete, you're
1: wrong. Um, okay. At least he gets answers both ways.
2: There's, there's a couple reasons why this could have happened. Um, one of the th- first things I think of, and because I usually do no wrong and I like to blame the client first. I think that maybe they got it wet and they left it wet too long and it soaked up a little water. That's a very good, you know, indicator that something like that happened. I mean, if they put it in the dishwasher, it would be really bad. So Forget about I wanna it. I wanna think that maybe they got it wet and they left it wet too long, or maybe they put it in the sink with water. If that's not the case, uh one of the things that you may have done, again, I wouldn't do this because I'm perfect. Um, perhaps you glued it up edge grain to face <clears throat> grain. You don't want to mix your grains, uh, your <clears throat> grain patterns. You don't yeah. want to do in grain with face grain or edge grain. You don't want to do. You don't want to mix any of those up. If you're going to do edge grain, you want to keep everything edge grain. If you're going to do face grain, you want to keep everything face grain. You want to flip over the the frowns and the crowns. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're going to do in grain, you want to do everything in grain. I wonder if you did edge grain and face grain without knowing that you did because sometimes I feel like a lot of newer woodworkers do that they make that mistake because they're just thinking well it's all edge grain it's all edge grain but it's not it moves differently I'm, I don't know if you are a newer woodworker forgive me if I'm wrong um but that could be that could be a reason why it's uh got the wobble now because the wood is moving differently you you actually you're correct wood moves and it would move up, on a cutting board, especially something that's going to see a lot of moisture. So again, I come back to maybe the person you gave it to left it wet too long, and maybe they cleaned it and they they washed off all the uh, the oil that you put on it, or whatever mm. you use for finishing. Maybe that's all gone now, and so it's it's soaking up more moisture than it than it did when you first gave it to them. It could be a number of, a number of things. I want to hear what Mike has to say though.
1: Well, how would well, you fix it?
2: Oh, how would I fix it?
1: Yeah. I He's would... Asking, like, well, would you recommend to stop the wobble with, to, Like refinish I it? I wouldn't put a washer on it. I wouldn't
2: try to put a band-aid on it. I try to... Uh, I would address the problem. Like I said, if if the grains don't match, I would fix that. If all the grains are matching, if it's all edge grain or or if it's all face grain or for, or if it's all end grain, I would fix the problem head-on. I would reflatten it and restart over. And if if it comes back to it was getting too much moisture because you lost the finish or the person who got the board let it get too wet, I would address that and and, uh, educate them a little
0: bit on how to take care of the board. Yep. Mike. So if I'm understanding right, Dylan bought a cutting board from Target, someone stole it from him, and then the thief took it back to him and said it was wobbling. Right? Mm. Okay. So, no. Uh, Honestly, it's like a cutting board, so probably takes like 20 minutes to make a new one or whatever. So just, I would, I would really probably just make a new one. <laughs> so if it's a gift for someone like, in, in like, I don't know how big these are. I don't know if they have like, if these are like 16 by 24 cutting boards with a juice groove and stuff like that. Yeah. You're probably going to want to, you know, one and a half inch. But even thick, if they don't, like and
1: there's still time suck between the sanding
0: and everything else. It's-
1: more than 10 yeah, days. I mean, you can get a couple hours into a cutting board. Maybe it's like, maybe it was
0: personalized, and he wants.
2: To yeah, like, any of these maybe things. You I cut mean,
1: strips and flipped them all over, and you know, glued yeah, yeah. all up.
0: So, yeah, I mean, uh, you can do the foot the the foot thing. I mean, the foot thing is a way to fix it, but you're not. It <laughs> works for Dan. You're not fixing. You're not fixing <laughs> the problem though. Wobble, baby. And wobble if baby. you did glue this up like Dan was saying, where you were like, oh, it's all face gra-, or it's all face or edge grain, but if you glued face to edge or whatever, and you mess that up. That board is just going to keep getting worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my guess is uh, that what Dan said initially, which was my original guess, which was what I was going to say initially, they will let it stay wet too long. Or that end grain sort of lost its oil and it soaked up a ton of water. So that's kind of my guess. I don't know the timeline on when he actually made these at all. But man, if that end grain is not properly sealed and that starts pulling moisture from the air that wood is going to move in all kinds of really not fun ways so uh i don't think know if people understand how important it is to seal up that end grain because that end grain is just a bunch of little straws soaking up water out of the air and if they threw it in a sink and that was left in the sink where it's pretty wet environment it's just going to soak that up or so, if they let like uh, a a pretty wet piece of meat or
2: Something that has a lot of moisture on it, and they just let it sit there for like 10, 15 minutes. I mean, that's all it really takes.
0: And I I, I would really, I can't tell you what to do because you're really the only option is you put a Band-Aid on it with the feet thing, which is really the only Band-Aid. Or if this is a gift, you're going to have to redo it. I mean, flattening it out, maybe, and maybe educate the person you gave it to about, hey, look, I made this gift for you, happily made this for you. You can't leave this thing in water. You can't. Le- you need to give them some education on this thing, and then just be like, "Hey, you know, every half year, rub the oil on there, or every quarter, rub the oil on there." Give them a little education about how cutting boards actually work. So, and that's uh, that's one of the
2: reasons why I always give a little tin of self-made. Daniel done that board butter with all my cutting boards. Not only does it himself. not only does it look good, but he's so tired It gives tired you a chance to educate your clients on you know when how to how to take care yeah. of a cutting board. It's like Most walking into a. Oil it.
0: It's like walking into a cow farm. <laughs> Dan's up on the sling, just getting the board butter's getting pulled. <laughs> anyway. Have I showed you
2: that
1: video? No. Uh, no. Next. Next question. Next question. Ne- next, question. <laughs> next question. No, this
0: next question is from Eric nielsen
5: hey guys this is eric nielsen from home quarter woodshop up in crobert saskatchewan canada um been listening for a while now but i guess this is my first time calling in so first off want to say you know keep up the good work love listening to the podcast in the shop or on the road um it's great so to my question i know you've talked a lot about paint sprayers in the past um but just want to clarify a couple things um, you know, we're looking to get one that's kind of multi-use. Um, we want to do the shutters on our house. I want to use it in the wood shop for finishes. Uh, I've got a contractor buddy that wants to, you know, go in on it with me, uh, maybe do some railing, stuff like that. So um, what do you guys recommend? I know you've talked about the Fujis before. i um, not sure which model that is. Is that the Semi Pro? You know you said you can get them at select Home Depots in the U.S. Um, I think it's a little different up here in Canada. Um, probably a little bit trickier to get and obviously a little more money so yeah just wondering uh, which model you guys would go with for kind of a general overall um, sprayer and um, yeah, appreciate the answer and keep up the good work guys have a good day thanks
0: yeah when we say Fuji we're talking about the brand Fuji we're not really I mean Dan's got a semi pro Two, correct I do yeah, and and that's a that is a generally considered a great. I don't even want to say it's an entry level machine. It's like a um,
1: no, that's it's like a, uh, it's a prosumer like a mid mid yeah
0: prosumer. prosumer. That's, that's a great a good, yeah. way to describe. It. Yeah, that, that's yeah. like a prosumer machine. Uh, that's a two turbine machine, semi pro two. Uh, and then when you but my only my only thing is he said shutters, which makes me think he's going to be spraying paint. Which makes me think he's going to want at least a four turbine machine, which would be like a Q4. Um, I've I don't I don't. But he, he the, did say
2: he was going to go in on it with a contractor. But yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. And that's I mean
0: I, I don't know the can, Canada's market, but I, Fuji is a company out of Canada, so um, oh, is it? Yeah, they're a Canadian company. So uh, Eric, if you're listening, I, I don't actually think you're going to pay more for a Fuji because I'm pretty sure. Fuji. I'm not pretty sure. Fuji is a company out of Canada. So I'm pretty sure you can. I'm not pretty sure. I know you can get it for at least as good a price as you can here. I know there's a go down a Canadian tire. Yeah, they probably have it for reals. But I would very much advise you get at least a Q4 if you're going to be spraying paint, because I think it starts to get more tedious or tenuous below that for yeah. the machines with the smaller turbines. So I mean,
2: if your contractor friend is going to be using it, it yeah, sounds just, like he does this in whole time.
0: It. Yeah, like, you want something yeah. that's going to be beefy and <clears throat> last. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have, I have my the machine I have is the Q5, and it is I love that machine. I can't get it to slow down like at all. So <laughs> it's um it's a very nice machine. So uh, that's the one I recommend: is the Q4, the Q5. The Semi-Pro 2 is awesome. I think if you're spraying clears and uh, like clear finishes, that is that is all you need. And to this date, I've never sprayed – well, I sprayed paint once out of my machine. But I don't do that often. That's not something I do. So really at the end of the day, a, a Semi-Pro 2 would have been great for my shop and what I need. Um, but I have the Q5 and I will never need to upgrade that machine again. So uh Dan? Yeah, in, in full transparency, Mike and I have worked with Fuji
2: uh, yep. recently. I've worked with a few, them a lot. On mean, a thing. Full transparency, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, they make great machines. We wouldn't work with them if they didn't, first of all. Um, like Mike said, I'm going to parrot everything Mike said. If you're going to do something like paint, you're going to want something that has a little bit more power than the Semi-Pro 2, I believe. I have the Semi-Pro 2, but I actually use – other things for painting. I don't do a whole lot of painting, but I, I use my semi pro two for only clear finishes like lacquer or or water-based polyurethanes. Um, I just, I, I don't know if I'm alone here, but I like to keep paint separate from clear finishes because I don't want that, uh, color transfer. I don't want there to be any risk of any kind of color transfer at all. As a matter of fact, I have separate guns for my Fuji for water-based finishes versus oil-based finishes because I don't want that transferring at all. Um, But yeah, if if you're going to go in on this with a contractor friend, definitely go with something a little bit more robust like a Q4 or Q5, I think. Um, It just makes more sense to me. Pete, what do you think?
1: So that, that part keeps sticking out at me because if you're going in on it with a contractor friend, you know, you're looking for like an all around, but he's probably going to put this thing through its paces, Um, you know, and like, that's the way I'm doing it. Yeah. But after he like does a whole job on it, like, (laughs) you know, got to make sure he's going to, it's going to be in a good enough condition for you to like use it for something else or whatever. It's like. When you do like a full job versus like just doing your shutter, well, not just shutters because that could be a lot, but like if you're looking to spray some stuff here or there and kind of switch out, um, having someone that might use it on a professional job a lot and really put it through its paces, um, you know, they're going to wear that machine a lot faster. So that's something to consider. When you're going in on a tool with a buddy, especially if that buddy does it professionally, is going to wear it a lot more. Um, Maybe
2: get separate guns, one one for you, one for him.
1: Yeah, maybe he buys his gun. <laughs> you buy your <laughs> Guns own.
2: Guns are expensive.
1: And um, oh, you talked about just a gun. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah just that's gun. a gun. That's a good way to go. That's actually a very good idea. So I, I have the Rolex six thousand three model, which is a three stage, uh, and it's. I mean, that thing's great. I haven't sprayed paint in it because I'm in the same mindset as Dan. I don't like spraying paint with it. It can absolutely spray it, uh, but you know, you might see a little bit of slowdown. But if you're just looking to do projects in your house that is also a really good machine basically you're looking at like a 500 to 700 hundred dollar machine if you're looking to do all of it and all of it at least well you know um like i love my Rolex. i spray you know a lot of finishes with it but again i, I won't do paint in it it can spray it i think all, all the basic paints you just got to get yeah with the uh, right tip, tip and the it, with the different tips yeah uh, I mean, you'd have to well, thin yeah, down I mean,
2: the paint a little bit, but yeah, you could, you could spray whatever you want in there.
1: Now with the, Mike, with the, uh, five turbine, do you have to thin out the paint a lot or just a little bit or the same amount? You don't have to at all. Not the five turbine.
0: Yeah. No, you just have the right yeah. tip on there. It's it's just like, that's an extra to, step. But, um, but also like if you're just cleaning your gun, you're not going to, I mean, well, we don't have to go in that conversation. I mean, you, what yeah. whatever your thoughts are about like bleed over and stuff, um, that's fine. But, um. If you clean out your gun after you use it, you're not going to have anything in there to come over to the next one. So,
1: yeah, um, yeah. My my Erlex is it's a throwback is, uh, attack. Okay, it's a six hundred dollars. No, I was just talking about you saying about the
0: paint bleeding over great. the clear. It's just not. It's just yeah, not going to yeah. happen if you clean your gun out. I mean, I have multiple. I do. Ha- so if you have if you're if you're spraying an oil based finish and a water based finish, that oil based finish, if some of that's stuck in there, that really can really badly mess up your spraying. <laughs> mm-hmm. I but was talking the, uh, about like in episode thirty or something when I was talking about how I don't clean out my guns. Oh man, yeah, you were mad when I said you should. Uh the <laughs> the uh the bottom line is like I could just make sure I clean my gun out. Um yeah. for but I do have a separate gun for solvent based brace yeah. based Guns. So the hose doesn't see any finish. The hose sees nothing. The hose off the turbine sees nothing. It's just the gun, and it's and if you have the PPS system, it's really a short. And that's a whole separate system, but it's a very short amount of space in the gun that you actually need to clean. It's like eight inches of piping. That's it. And, And, And the
1: gun is like half the cost. Of that machine, so like yeah, the gun is half the cost. Yeah, like so it you be pricey. So, so it's not it, like you could just go out and get a bunch of guns for it or whatever. I think you can. Uh, you sure can. I mean, you can. what you, well, you, you can, on what you're gonna but, do, it, but it doesn't it make really sense. Increases it's the diminished
0: price. returns. I mean, there's diminished returns on those things. If you just cl- like for me, I, I'm only gonna. Sp- I'm not gonna spray any solvent like based. I might say it spray a solvent based primer, um, right. because they don't taco the wood if like because if I'm spraying a primer, I'm probably laying down some uh, in, uh probably doing it on MDF. And if you spray a water based primer on MDF, that thing's going to turn into a taco like you're you're screwed like you, you just don't do it yeah. so if you' go backwards like... a little bit, I'm sorry, Mike uh the gun price
2: compared to the Fuji semi pro 2 is almost 75 percent of the cost that's how oh, that's wow. how much the yeah the the Fuji semi pro 2 is 489 a new gun is going to cost you about three three thirty yeah
1: yeah, it's that, about 250 for a new gun for the Erlex yeah I, that's the bottom feed. I, keep, I mean, uh, the gun
0: is the most important part of the whole, like, system. The, so. the gun is what makes it really shine. I mean, yeah. the I have, I have a top – I have two gravity feeds and a bottom feed. I have two gravity feeds because one is for my solvents. I don't spray paint. I, I have no problem with spraying paint. I would do it if it came up. I actually have some events companies that are asking me to price up spraying paint. I'm going to be very honest. I'm probably going to buy a separate gun, not because I'm worried about bleed over – but just because I want it separate because I have this weird thing about it. And it literally – Same. But you just don't need to do it mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. If you clean your guns, you're going to be fine. That's all I'm saying is you don't need to. And- but I like to keep it separate. I agree with Dan. It's just a separate thing. But I also very religiously clean my guns It gives a me a tiny peace of mind. And
2: I yeah. feel like the extra cost of an extra gun is worth the peace of mind that I get from yes. it
1: also i've sprayed paint with cheap guns like the those um not the Greco. what's that cheap home, gun? home right Wagner. One? i, sp- no. I sp- yeah i sprayed paint with those without any issue like paint just really? like it really levels off i i haven't had any problems Man. with i it. sprayed my shed like, with
0: it what a nightmare
1: that thing had there was well, i, I, I the feel big... like that's a big job for like that little thing but Is if you like, get like a slightly better like the Wagner or whatever that Dan has.
2: No, that Wagner is terrible. Yeah. I think was was the other the one that you ride, ride. Graco is the ride I ride have the Graco 360. Graco. I actually that like that for spray and paint. I, I will go to that before I use my Fuji to spray paint. Get
1: like $150, not even or $200, you know, paint sprayer. If you're going to be doing a lot of paint, um, and get the good gun for like other finishes or the other way around. If you're going to be doing more paint than actual finishes or maybe for just like lacquer or whatever, just get rattle can lacquer. Maybe you're into that. Oh, rattle can, no shame rattle in Rattle
2: can lacquer is so expensive.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like $15 you know, but he a might not can. Need, yeah. He might be looking prime, like He listed a lot of things and a lot of them sounded like paint related. Right. You know, right. So I think like, so. Right, I think it was paint, paint
0: related. So you're, I, I'm going to be real it's honest. Like those those gray, uh, go, That Graco gun, I've never sprayed it. So I've never used it. I just can't imagine that thing doesn't have a ton of overspray. I just have to imagine it has a ton of overspray, Right. Like just like all the those handheld co? airless. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a ton it, of overspray. It's got a ton of overspray, right? Like you're spraying like I mean, almost 30% of it's going into the air and into your neighbor's bushes and stuff. It's got to be. <laughs> right. I, I mean, that's what it was with the home. I don't right. know about 30%. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's significant. It's, like it's you're like like
2: more powerful. It's more powerful yeah. and you can do a job way faster than you can with the home, right? That's what you're paying for. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If yeah. you're trying to hit the side of a shed, you're fine. If you're trying to hit like legs. Or something that you're painting, you're going to lose a lot of pain. Right. Absolutely. Just
0: suffice to say, whatever your budget is, figure that out. And just know that if you pay more money, you're probably going to get a better tool. There's not many yeah. situations where you buy it. There are situations where it happens. But in established tools, if you're buying, spending money on a tool and you spend more on it, it's going to be a better tool for your job. Just know Don't that. Don't
1: share it with a buddy. Don't split it down the middle.
0: Yeah, I... I, I that's,
1: that's asking for trouble. Yeah, right? I think
0: I think you need to just get your own gun, dude, uh, and your own system. I agree with Pete 100%. Uh, the next question is, Jake... Nope, we're going to do that one last. Nope. Pete requested we do that last. We're going to do yes. uh, Balake with Whippoorwill.
6: Hey, guys, it's Blake at Whippoorwill Woodcraft. This is my first question call-in ever. I appreciate it. Uh, I've been listening to the show since the early episodes, and you guys really seriously got me into... Uh, Woodworking in a lot more depth So I wanted to thank you three beautiful boys for that Mm -hmm. My question is about paneled miter cuts I don't own a miter saw in my smaller shop Mostly by choice And I'm making a series of open boxes That are going to hang on the wall For like a modern bookcase look I have nine inch wide panels And I'm probably going to need to cut these miters On my table saw My question is how would each of the three of you do that I've toyed with the idea of a l fence a using my miter gauge a crosscut sled just not sure what the most accurate way is and without getting too far ahead of myself i figured i'd ask what each of you would do to cut those paneled miters thanks guys love the show keep it up
0: before i throw it to dan i wanted to explain what he said by open boxes it's like imagine those hexagonal shelf type right behind you Mm -hmm. yeah right behind you exactly (laughs) <laughs> right there, yeah. That, he said that in the pre-show live. I was kind of having a hard time following what he's talking about, but he's talking about the hexagonal shelves. Dan,
2: hundred uh, percent. I'm using my cross sled. It's a well-known ninety degree perfect surface. I'm using the cross c- cross cut sled, hundred mm-hmm. percent of the time. Bottom line, end of story.
1: Pete, uh, I'm doing the same. And now let me ask ask you this: Is he cutting? Miters or bevel cuts? I mean maybe I'm just like, wait, hold on. Is he is he cutting like the forty or the thirties with it, or is he cutting like a almost like a taper on it as well? I don't know. Either miters. you know either way. I'm I'm never mind. So straight miters way, is what he's saying. I guess if it's just straight miters, then I I mean I would just uh, my cross cut sled is just straight cuts. I don't do forty fives on it. Cause I do cuts from both sides. I don't want it to be backed up, but I would just make a quick sled, cut it, like put a track on a piece of plywood, cut it. And then I'm a big fan of just taking my, my brad nailer and I'll like nail a piece. If I need to do a repeat repeated cut, I'll just nail it right to that. So it's always at that same angle. Every cut I do is exactly the same. Um, if I need to do any beveled miter cuts, because basically, I was try- as adding an extra level of confusion to it. In case you're trying to do beveled miter cuts, I would do the same thing. It's just like start nailing, a support to be able to cut at an angle and a bevel cut. That makes sense. I'm confusing it more than sort tricky, of, but yeah, I would just make a sled if you're doing a lot so of them. A saw. And you don't want to mess. You well, <laughs> a table saw sled, but just make make one. If you're doing <laughs> enough of them, just make a quick little sled. Don't even don't mess around with the one you have. Just make a quick. Hear one. me out. Yeah.
0: One and done sleds a great idea for something like that. laser beams. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Hear me out. Greta Van Fleet.
1: (laughs) Van Fleet. work that in there.
0: (laughs) Mike? Uh, Did everyone go?
2: No,
1: Mike Mike needs to go.
0: I did did not go. I didn't go. Go, Mike. Uh, Do you want to go? Now, so I... Yeah, I'd love to go. I really was trying to... Well, so when I did that one there, I did that one on my table saw. That was one of the first hexagon shelf boxes I ever did before actually the ones in my living room are the same I built all those at the same time I did them on my table saw with uh, something similar to what Pete was saying I used my miter gauge at the time which is amazing that it worked because that thing was caca but I used my miter gauge and I built an extension off the end of it out of a scrap piece of wood to be the bat anyway I just did it with my table saw and a miter gauge Uh, that will be great table saw is a great option it works great uh, I didn't have a miter saw that I trusted, and Blake doesn't have a miter saw he, in his shop, so it's kind of a moot issue. But now I have a miter saw that I do trust, and I the most recent the most the last time I made hexagonal shelves for a client, I used my miter saw, and they came together so perfect. It was so perfect. So um, one thing I do recommend is um, uh, band clamps for uh, putting those kind of boxes. Credit band fleet. Oh, yeah. So those are really <laughs> helpful. There you go. There you go, Dan. So am I, am I breaking up there or something right now?
1: No. No, no, you're good. No, he you're just good. he just, okay, just right. said that out of nowhere. I'm breaking up with you. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want,
0: I didn't want I to bring like, it up like
2: this.
1: Okay. So wait, the, the reason I I, I, I wanted mean, to just add something. The reason I was asking those questions is because <laughs> <laughs> a miter... I'm you have not putting panel, that in the show. You, <laughs> no, that's fine. If you put a board into your miter saw and you, you chop it, if you tilt the angle... Of the cut. That's a miter cut. Cutting mm. a 30 is a bevel cut. That's why I was trying to like... I mean, it's a bevel cut. Okay. Yeah, no, so, so he said miter cuts, but we're you guys are talking about bevel cuts, doing it on that. Miter uh, cut would be like if he's cutting a trapezoid out of a board.
0: I got you. It's a miter joint. That's, join that's why I was
1: trying. Semantics. So that's what I'm saying, like, if... <laughs> no, well, if he's cutting, if he needs to cut basically tapers on a board and have it be not squared up then yeah he would need to make a sled and have some kind of support um to cut it so not exactly sure which one you were asking about but i guess i'm to assuming he's asking, he's making asking about
2: for a box the thing okay. right behind mike there yeah it will be okay. yeah, yeah so bevel cuts.
1: that's I mean, so anyway when you're uh, no <laughs> i mean i'm just going i'm going by the term i literally just googled it because i'm like am i an idiot here because i like i wanted to double check it <laughs> Yeah, no, a, a bevel ca- is uh, when you slide underside. the thing at the bottom, and then a bevel is when you tilt the blade.
0: Boom. We've been knowledged.
1: <laughs> okay, never mind.
0: No, that's good. We've been knowledged. Beat <laughs> with the knowledge on the bevels. and the. Okay, and I was the just confused.
1: <laughs> <laughs> angle of the dangle. Um, angle of the... D- the, the uh, no, don't angle palm- your dangle, Dan. I mean, it's... <laughs> You took,
0: can walk at an no angle. If that. one of your legs is shorter than the other,
4: <laughs> Jake Miller. What I'm talking it's, about? It, it's tapered. Hey guys, it's uh, Jake from a Sweet Shop. Um, just wanted to call in with uh, you know more of a kind of an open topic versus a question, um, just to kind of you know see what your guys' experiences are as far as you know setting up your business and and working your business on the. You know, the back end or more administrative side. Um, I think a lot of newer woodworkers that are, you know, fairly new to the business don't necessarily see the amount of work involved with, you know, trying to set a business up and get it up and running Um, as far as working with, uh, you know, different vendors, setting up bank accounts, uh, legitimizing your business, working on, you know, SEO and social media um, Whole nine yards Um, I know all of you have kind of been working on You know, odds and ends of that Over the last few weeks You've been talking a little bit about it on your stories Just wanted to, uh, you know See what your guys' experiences were See if you guys had any tips or tricks uh, To help alleviate some of the Some of the time and the pain involved with that Um, But yeah just figured I'd uh, throw it out there and uh, you know, I'd be interested to hear what you guys have to say. Thanks, guys. Someone want to go first? You. Jake,
1: I am not going I first. Have You've been had working the biggest journey. On, Why don't you start?
0: I, I have been working on this stuff, not in the last few weeks. I have been working on this stuff nonstop for two and a half to three years. So there's, I, I don't really have like, I literally. So all the stuff I did for my, for Coffee Custom Builds, DBA, I have to now redo again for Coffee Custom Builds Incorporated and it, my eye is twitching because I'm thinking about it right now. <laughs> it stresses me out so much. There's so many things I have to do. I have to reopen all my accounts with my vendors. I have to get oh, multiple really? new bank It's a different oh, company. Oh,
1: cr- I didn't even think of that. I have oh to get God.
0: all new sellers permit. I have to get all new bank accounts. I have to get all new credit accounts. I have to get all this stuff. I have to move my loan that's under my name for... uh, I have to move a loan that's under my name. It's not a loan. A credit account. I have a credit account for if I need to pull cash out. Uh, It's not a credit card. It's a credit account. I have to basically shutter that, all that stuff and reopen it and do all the application process again for my business. It's a nightmare. It's so much stuff I have to do. I'm constantly doing stuff. I'm working so many hours right now. And Jake, the only thing I can tell you, and this is not meant to be a, a sales pitch for Jobber, but that's what it's going to become. Invest in software that makes your life easier, whatever that is. Find programs that keep you off the computer so that you can do the thing that makes you money, which is building stuff. You can't spend all your time doing administrative stuff. You need to have you need to have systems in place. It's the only way to make it. And as soon as you, you need to find you're gonna need to get employees at some point. Um, it's just gonna happen. So I just went I was on my website just now and I, I, I had gotten the second to highest tier on uh, for my website through Squarespace and I wanted to make it so that my when I put a sale on, people don't have to use a coupon code. I don't get that with the unless you have the highest tier. So now they don't have to put a coupon code in. They just have that sale price available to them. I was like, that's super annoying and it's going to be uh 20 bucks more a month. I was like, 20 bucks more a month. Then I was like, what the f am I talking about? 20 bucks is nothing. Like, why would I even think about like that is the mindset you have so much to get less out work for you. of. Yeah, like I can't spend time i can 't spend time with that, and i can 't expect people to want to use a coupon code whenever they want to sale on my website that 's so dumb and short sighted You have to spend money on your business to make more money there's just becomes a time where you scale if you don 't literally I say it so often if you don 't scale, you fail you have to invest in your business it 's tools it's softwares it 's just these systems it 's a person that does your taxes a person that does your sales tax? A person that does all these different—you got to find people for this. I'm literally getting to the point now where I'm like, I might need an mm-hmm. assistant. <laughs> like I'm literally to the like I might need someone who like maybe for like 16 hours a week I pay them to just check emails for me because I Dan and Pete know today I was asking them to please send me test emails today because I had moved my website over and I had a huge fear and a knot in my stomach that my emails would be gone for like 10 to 12 hours like it was, was last time I moved websites. You spent like six, seven hours today on that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was time you could have spent in your shop. And mm-hmm. making money. But here's the thing. If my if my emails were down for 12 hours, I literally wouldn't sleep for the next 12 hours. So I was freaking, like I literally wouldn't sleep because of how much my, I get so many emails and requests a day. It's it's crazy. Like I I can't, I can barely keep up with it. It's like to the point now where like I need my office to be in my shop so bad so that I don't have any time walking from my shop to my house. It's like 100 feet. I don't know how many times a day I'm walking back and forth to my computer. My computer stays in the shop for the most part, but I have other stuff in here. I have lots of notes and I have lots of things. And it's like you need to do everything you can like, and invest the money into getting your business up and running. You need to have systems in place. So – uh. I can't even like put into, it's so busy. It's <laughs> so much time that goes into this administrative stuff. And if you don't have things that are helping you get those things in place, you're going to drown and you're going to fail. I'm just going to be very blunt. Like you're just going to fail. Yeah. Like it's not going to work. You're just not going to be able to do it. You just won't. You need to figure out how to make things work for you. And like when something, I actually just was like going through, I was like, okay, uh, I actually turned off my, uh, my Fusion uh, subscription today, because um, I just don't use it, you know. Um, and I remember when I first bought that. I, Pete and I bought it at the same time. The first yep. year we bought it, I was like, "Man, four hundred bucks at the time. Four hundred bucks was uh, <laughs> it's an
1: now. Well, well, back then, then was I lot. was like, "This is a lot of oh, money. Yeah. Like, it I was a lot for me too. I was like,
0: <laughs> "I was like, how can I? I was like, man, back then I just remember like I was. That's what I was thinking about today. I was thinking like, man, four hundred bucks back then when I bought that program or when I bought that subscription. I was like, man, four hundred bucks for the year. That just seemed like so much money." And even almost immediately, it was it was turning a value for me. Like when I started yeah. offering customers like renders of my of my quotes, that was like, pff, man, people love that stuff. When they can see a visualization of their idea, it goes such a long way. I just happen to like Shaper more. And now that Shaper's add visualization into there, I literally have no reason to use. Uh, Shaper has this like a light rendering in there now, which is plenty for what my customers need to see. Um, so I don't have any need for it. But I was thinking about it today. I was thinking, man, four hundred bucks. I mean, this is gonna sound like really douchey, but that ain't nothing right now for my business. Like that's nothing. Like that is literally just a drop in the hat for costs for services, especially for a year. I mean, it just it just it's just something you can't worry about. Like your things, these things, like when you get more and more work, these some of these things just become insignificant. I mean, the idea of buying a second premium. Sander a year ago was not only a bad, would have been a bad decision, but it would have sounded like bougie, but it's not bougie right now in my position. I actually need a third one. Like I just bought a second one. I need a third one and I'm, I'm, I'm having another one come in. Like I need and a we, third one. You we can't talk about this Santa a couple weeks time. ago. The, these aren't just expenses anymore. No, they're, they're, an they're not investment. expenses. They're investments. investments it's, yeah. It's an investment in my business. And, and if I, and at the <clears> point right now where if I, if you, you don't invest in it? I'm costing myself money. I'm right. I'm leaving a, money that's on a the tax table bill too. Yeah, well yeah, that but I'm literally <laughs> like It's a
1: little expense too, which is yeah. great. Yeah, it's an expense. You need it sometimes.
0: Yeah, you need expenses for sure, but it, the by not having that sander, I can have one of my I would have one of my employees not able to sand when another person is sanding. And that costs mm. me money. So instead of him doing something that could be productive And I say him just because they're guys. And I'm talking about, if I have Matt, you know, Matt, uh, I could have Matt sanding, but I'm like, oh, the other sander's being used. It's really effective for this particular application. Now I'm going to just find stuff for him to do because I don't want to send him home because when that sander's freed up, I need him to work. You know, I'm not doing that now. So having redundant tools... um, it's. I had someone go. Oh, you got two nice. Someone messaged me on a stories and was like, Oh, two nice Sanders. Huh. Must be nice. I'm like, Listen, guy. I didn't. In my head, I didn't respond <laughs> back. But this person just doesn't understand. They're just like they're making cutting boards on the Damn. weekend. You know what I mean? It's a totally different woodworking uh, lifestyle. You know. I remember. <clears throat> I remember when I was like, when I first started working, I was like, man, it's such a dream. It would be such a dream to do woodworking full time. And I do that and I live that dream and I love it. Like I, I love it every day. I go, man, I, even with all the stress and all the crazy hours, I wake up and I go, God, I just love it so much. I get to do this thing that I really do love a lot. I really love it. And I love the business side of it, which is really cool. Um, but there's a lot to it. (laughs) It's a lot. You have to think about things in terms of how can I not just make money, but how can I not lose money or leave money on the table? There's these different ways you have to look at this stuff, you know? Um, Fusion is literally something I could just resubscribe to anytime. Yep. So shutting it off means too. nothing. And I got Shaper, so it means it, I don't use it. Yep. And between Shaper and Aspire, and, uh, you know, but actually just really between Shaper and Aspire, I get everything I need done. And I do some stuff in um, some other software as well. So
1: Light, Lightburn is another good one.
0: No. Oh, yeah. Lightburn's good. For, it's not good for design. Yeah. Lightburn sucks for design, okay. but I do Affinity Designer. I'll do some vector designing in there. But um, it doesn't, anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is whatever I use, you don't need to use. Um, if you have any questions, this is for everyone, not just for Jake, but whatever I use isn't necessarily going to work for your business, but I might be able to help you with something. So if you have any questions or anything, reach out, but just invest in things, invest in software. Don't, you can't possibly tell me you're, you're so busy with your business, but you can't afford 25 bucks a month for something. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like it just, you're not that busy. I'm going to be like, that's just bottom line. Like, You should like things, if you're really busy, you're going to be like, yeah, maybe I can't afford this $1,500 a month thing. That's when you're busy, not, oh, 25 bucks a month. I don't know if I can afford it. That's, that's not a busy business. That's someone who's, you know, selling stuff on the side. So, um, invest in your business and don't be afraid to. Now, I'm not saying be an idiot. Don't go on to like take on some giant amount of debt. Don't go, oh, we're going to have to need a truck. Like I, I really do need a truck right now but my truck is working and it's really hard for me to justify doing that. Right? Like that's not an expense that I absolutely have to do when my truck does die. I'm not going to be super unhappy (laughs) because I really do want a new truck, (laughs) but, and I do really need a truck to pull more stuff. Like I need more, my truck is really starting to struggle now with what I, I need it for. And we load it up. Like when I load the trailer up with stuff, it has a hard time. So, you know, but I'm not going to rush out and buy a truck right now because my truck is getting by. So if you have things that are still making you money, keep them. But if you have if you don't have the right things to make you more money, get them, acquire them, figure out how to take out a loan, take out a business credit line or something like that. Anyway, that's my 70 minute thing on that. Sorry,
2: Dan. That's why I wanted you to go first because I have nothing to add. Oh, okay. <laughs> he nailed everything. Pa- uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah.
1: Okay. Dan, you, you do. Don't, no, real. Dan, you got anything else? No. You, what like? No, do you Mike. Do Mike do is 100 percent right. That? If if
2: you can pay for a subscription for something to yep. make your job easier when it comes to the administrative stuff, we're talking $25 a month, $50 a month. Do that yep, because it will save you hours upon hours and it's only $50. Dan, don't mean, that's tell like us $2. what the number
0: is. Don't tell us what the number is, but I don't know what you charge for your shop rate. I know what I charge for my shop rate. I know what my shop rate is. Uh, I know that a service that costs hundreds of dollars a month is paid for in just a couple hours in my shop. That's yeah, what I same. charge. So, I mean, yep. if if you're making I, – I, it's $25 an hour isn't even like – that's not even a livable wage for a small business owner. You just
2: can't – $25 an hour is a
0: livable wage if you're working for somebody else, not if you're working for yourself. Yeah. When all your yeah, taxes not, are paid so you have for. A lot like, of you're going to pay a lot of taxes. You're going to pay a lot of stuff. And you have all this overhead. You're paying for everything. I mean, you're paying for Materials, everything. Materials, tools, wear and tear, and everything. Yeah. Like that's just not all those cats. Feasible? It's just not feasible. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Dan, but I mean you just got to really understand no. that. Like, if you have, if you you're have dealing way, with this
2: more than Pete and I currently,
0: so you're you're, you're dealing, the perfect authority to talk about this right now. If you're having a stress in your life, you need to look to see what's out there, and that's how I found Jobber. I, I remember talking with Pete and um and Dan and. Who else was like? Oh, Aaron at Bidwell. I was asking people about project management software, administrative stuff, and Pete had recommended like a like a Monday. I
1: think Monday. No? Yeah, well, Monday was like for like groups. I was yeah, testing it out. Just yeah, so no,
0: but it's just, that's not the point. I'm, but that's not the point. My point is my point isn't what you would recommend. My point is that there's a lot of options out there. And There's a lot of free options too, and uh, there those you know there's team based ones, and obviously Trello. at the time at the time I didn't need a team based thing. I mean, yeah. now I do. Like I have a team and I do need a team-based thing and I have that. Um but there's there's options. There's things that exist. You just, I've seen I had a company reach out to me uh via Instagram say, "Hey, we've got this software." I mean, this software was like 3,000 a month. And I'm like, "Man, this is insane software. Like the software is nuts. Like I can't it doesn't make any sense for coffee custom builds. Uh, But in four years, it might make sense, or two years, it might make a lot of sense for Coffee Custom Builds, you know? So it it all scales. This software and these services exist for a reason. There's a reason they exist. And like good tools, you pay more for the tools that last or have some sort of value to them, whatever that value is. You don't know what that is. Like if you buy a really nice tool, whether the service is really good or the dependability is there, that has a value. There's an intrinsic value in... In a tool that you can rely on, like right now, my table saw. Or is they down, do a very specific be... job very well. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Specialized tools are a big part of custom woodworking. I mean, there, there. Are, I mean, there's a lot of tools that everyone just has to have, but you know, not everyone needs an edge bander. You know, like an edge banding machine. But I'm about to take on a project, possibly where I probably need to buy an edge bander. Like I don't know which one and now I'm in the market for an edge bander and if I and that's, gonna, that's something that I didn't really think I'd ever need, that Lamello machine. I do not recommend people buy that machine unless you do a ton of like boxes and stuff. I don't do a yeah. ton of boxes, but I see myself having more of that coming down the road and it's gonna pay for itself in like two jobs, right? But if you don't do them all the time, it makes zero sense and if you have a domino, that's plenty of tool for that. So you need to be able to evaluate yourself so sometimes when you tell people who aren't doing exactly what you're doing, the tool you're looking at, it makes no sense to them. And they'll say things like, that doesn't even make sense. Well, you know what? They don't know. And that's the bottom line. You need to, like, you need to, go, you need to look at yourself and go, I know. You need to be able to trust yourself as the owner of your business and go, you know what? That's fine. They don't. These people who I'm asking don't know, but I know. I know, I know my business, I know what I'm doing, and I know that I need this tool. And, you know, running it by people is great, but at the end of the day, it's not their business. So they're going to, you're going to get answers from people that, uh, or you're going to have input, I should say, from people that uh, don't necessarily know your business, and you do. So you need to be confident in that, and you need to be sure about your decision, and you need to be able to trust yourself a lot. Because literally, if you make the wrong choice, you're on the hook. No one else is and you're going to be the person to pay for that. So you need to go okay, this decision is the right one. I'm going to make this decision. If it doesn't necessarily pan out, will my business fail? If it's a no, then maybe make that investment and then bet on yourself because when you're a business owner, always bet on yourself. That's what I wanted to get to is bet on yourself always. Always. And if you have any if you have any friends that own businesses and they're like a business a small business owner and if you if you don't have a lot of that in your life and you are a small business owner, Jake, if you don't have a lot of those people in your life who are small business owners, start meeting people who are small business owners, and start getting a group of people that are small business owners. Because not only do they want you to succeed, they are going to give you a bunch of good information. So when you're reaching out to people for for advice on things, um, if you're if you're look, reaching out for people for advice on the next tool to buy or how to take your direction, the business your business in the in the into the next you know spot. Don't ask people who aren't there because they don't know. Just, they don't know. Like that's just not to be rude, but someone who's like a, uh, like the the custodian or the janitorial clerk, like your best friend in the whole wide world could be like uh, in charge of, I'm trying to think of something that has nothing to do with owning a business. But the point is, is your best friend in the world could... Is a good person. They just don't know the could small be a good resource, or, or, right?
1: And there's some people that you might never know that you might they might be a great resource. You just one of the
0: know. one of the things that you
1: can find, find
2: in just about any big bigger city is a thing called a BNI network. It's a business net business network international. Mm-hmm. There, it's a group of small business owners, and I was in one uh, for photography. And typically, these groups only allow a certain amount of. Each like trade in them. So there, there were two photographers and there might have been two printers, two realtors, two, you know, bakers. But they were all small business owners. And we could all like bounce ideas, ideas off each other. And if we got referrals, we could refer to one another. So look for something like that. It's called a B&I network. Business Network International. They're in a lot of the bigger metropolitan areas. My two cents.
0: Yeah, there. those kind of things are great and like a um I can't even think of what it's called. Um they're every uh every area has them. That's a uh it's for small like, business. It's a similar thing. It's just a, networking for, groups. Yeah, networking yeah. groups, but it's small yep. business uh, it's the uh I can't even think. Anyway, my brain. my point is I think Pete was making a different point than I was trying to make. People who don't own small businesses, they'll give you cool perspective, but They don't get it. But they don't get it. Like they just don't. They're, and there's nothing wrong, you, there's, you should not and cannot look down on people who don't own a small business. That's not right. They have the job and they do the thing that matters to them. So you need to understand, they're doing a thing that's right for them. There's no right and wrong here. But they don't know how to give you advice for a small business. So when you're running a small business, you need to talk with other people who, if you're looking for advice for your small business, talk to other people who, who run or have successfully ran a small business. Because those are going to be the only people that help you. That's the bottom line. And make those relationships. And I always say this, but network. And that's what Dan was saying. That B&I is a fantastic option. Uh, Chamber of Commerce. That's what I was trying to think of. The Chamber of Commerce is the other one. Uh, That's another one that's all small business. And every city, I think, has a Chamber of Commerce. Yes, absolutely. 100%. um, And, you know, you have to pay to be involved in these things. But it goes back to investing in your business. These people, you're going to create a small, tight network of people who you're going to maybe pay. I don't even know what the rates are on those. I'm not in one. I actually now in this conversation, the like, BNI oh, network I was in as a photographer, completely free. Yeah. So there's, Thank there's you. free stuff. There's going to be ones where you pay, but it's, it goes back to investing in your business. So these people will start pointing business directly to you from the communicate, from the, from the people they run into in their day to day. That's invaluable. I mean, that's word of mouth, valuable word of mouth is the best value for business long diatribe over <laughs> sorry pete well. Dan, you have anything else to add <laughs> no
1: so mike hit up on on most of my list uh because i actually i was going to talk about this on my etsy course next week so i'm just going to run down the list because a lot of it is the same as michael saying and some stuff um, that i wanted to touch up on so i'm going to kind of go from like first to last kind of but The first thing is, you know, he was asking about SEO and stuff. And the easiest way to lock down your SEO is just lock down your brand, your, whether it's your name or whether it's a business name that you have that, you know, doesn't have to be a registered business. But like, if like, um, PG's workshop, coffee custom builds, Daniel Dunlap uh, photography and, and woodworking, you know, Lock that down on every possible free medium that is viewed by people. Whether it's uh, Google Business Page, you got obviously Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, OnlyFans, OnlyFans. Maybe you don't need a Snapchat, but (laughs) maybe you do. I mean, some some businesses do great on Snapchat. You you know you get you want to lock down your name across as many possible places, and on all of those networks, there should be a link somewhere that links everyone to everything else. So, uh, easy way to do that is a link tree. Obviously, the more advanced is like getting a website, setting that up. But at, le- at the very least, you should have a link tree that has all your information in it. So, just flood the internet. The best way to get out there is just have the most amount of billboards possible. So, when Google's your name, or woodworking, or photography, or whatever in the area, your name should at least pop up in that first page of Google. Because otherwise, no one else is gonna. No one's gonna go to page two. No one goes to page two. That's gross. Page two uh, is dead. The other thing is, it's dead. There's nothing there. The other thing is think about where you actually want to be as a business and it's okay to change over time, obviously, like just cause, you know, Mike's going through a lot of work right now, changing from one type of business to another, but that's fine. That's a good problem to have. It's just a pain in the butt, but like, think where you want to go. Do you want to go, you know, just con- doing stuff under your social security number? Do you want to get an EIN? Do you want to do an actual LLC? Do you have a big business and you're trying to go even bigger and incorporate whatever it is? talk to a professional, talk to some people that have done it and figure out where you want to go. Like where you're at right now, you should have an LLC because you're already getting to like pretty large orders and getting some large equipment. And there's a lot of financial tax benefits to actually having an LLC. um, And talk to a professional, talk to a professional. Another
2: benefit of having having an LLC is especially with, with Jake here, he does a lot of installs. Mm -hmm. Uh, that takes the liability off you as a person. If something were to fail, limited liability. (laughs) Yeah. If something were to fail and like injure somebody, they can't come and take all your personal possessions and your house and everything. You know, they can only see, they can come after after the the
1: business, but not you. It's essentially as if it's a different person.
2: And that's one of the things that I'm actually looking at strongly this year because sadly I'm still doing business as, Daniel yeah
1: i'm mine's getting finalized uh hopefully by the end of the next week uh so after doing this for three years or more at this point um finally doing it so i'm very excited for that with that comes a lot of benefits like obviously i can um you know i can open up accounts with companies you need an ein you need uh, in certain places you need an actual llc to. you can uh, get an ein the, without having it yeah, you can a, an yeah LLC. yeah you can't but like some um That's sorry, I was confused. You don't need an LLC, but you need an EIN to open up business accounts with certain. um, I don't have a single one, but you need an LLC to. Do you need a resale uh, LLC for a resale certificate? No, you can do that just with an EIN. Okay, but you need a resale certificate or tax exempt for certain companies because they might not even work with you, and. You know, that's something that is worth putting in the money up front, which I'm doing right now. And it's going to save me a ton on, I'm paying double tax. I'm paying tax on stuff that I'm getting to, let's say 3D print filament and whatnot. And then I'm using it to make something and then I'm, you know, having to collect tax or whatever on the, on the back end too. Like I don't need to be doing that twice. Tax was already paid at the end. I don't need to do it in the beginning. So that's that. The other thing is don't like Mike said, don't cheap out on things that are going to save you money and time. And I see it as so much. Even if it's an app, an app costs $5. You spent more on coffee this morning. You know, you spent more on a gallon of gas these days. Like just buy, if an app is going to make something easier, whether it's taking photos, editing, whatever a, a pack of transitions, whatever it is, just just pay it. 20, 30, $40 for your business is is nothing. And then as you grow, that number is going to grow and it's going to be nothing because it's going to save you time. So that's the other thing. Mitt, and this is going to sound kind of con- counterintuitive, but minimize the interactions with the customer and parts of your business that you don't need to do that can be done by someone else. And obviously we want to do customer service and all that, but not every interaction is a customer. You know you want to limit, you want to have a customer be able to go to your website or go to somewhere, Etsy, Shopify, whatever and buy whatever they need without ever talking to you. You want that and you just pump out the product. Or, you know, you want like Mike has Jobber and people just send in quotes and he can respond with a quote. But if people aren't willing to even put in the information in a quote, he's already eliminating at least a quarter of people that are just going to BS him. You know, like, oh, I want this price for whatever. Like, if they're not willing to fill out that form, they're not going to even get looked at. And here's so the that's other very thing. Important.
0: So, like, the, sorry. And real quick, the other thing with yeah. that, like the Jobber thing, like that form, it really, uh, uh, what Pete's saying is 100% right. If they don't want to fill out that form, they're not serious enough to be my customer. They're not the yeah. customer for coffee custom builds. Mm-hmm. Also when they fill out that form, they've bought in getting someone yeah. to buy in is huge as soon as they get bought in and then that they get a thing saying hey your uh your request has been confirmed or whatever and then i fall they're in they're all now they're in my system and they are. In my e- my little ecosphere thing, and that that's a big buy in thing for customers when they are also it's a locked it's in. a good
2: psychological thing for a client because then they feel like they've invested a bit of their time too. So.
0: Right, that's yeah. what I mean by the buy in. That's the buy in. They're they're doing the buy in. They've they've put their time into it now. Now they're bought into exactly. this process. So anyways, okay, sorry, Pete.
1: No, that, that's it. So yeah, like, right. it, and honestly, the the baby step version of that is to buy in a customer. Most of us start getting business from Instagram and Facebook. The first thing you should be doing is getting those people off platform. If they're serious, they'll send you an email, or if it's someone you know, have the you know, give them your number, or they might have your number. Just call me, let's talk, or email me this, or let's you know, you can start the conversation, but get them off that platform as soon as possible because you wanna you want it to feel a little more official, and it's easier to track stuff in email over. Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. Oh yeah. So automate, Gosh. automate, delegate and outsource anything and everything you can. And you're never too small to hire someone to do something for you part-time. Fiverr and Upwork are great websites to look at. Look at the community. You might have a friend or a cousin that does something that you need to do, whether it's photo editing, making files, whatever. Just ask uh, or look around. It's gonna save you a lot of time. Paying somebody 20 bucks to knock out a bunch of stuff for you that would have taken you three hours, it's worth it. I like, um, and then,
2: I like that, okay. automate and delegate.
1: That's automate, great. delegate, and outsource. That one doesn't rhyme, but outsource a.
2: I was trying to stick with the rhyming.
1: <laughs> no, I, I like that. Uh, and then the other, the other thing is track everything. When you automate and delegate, you, you track a lot of stuff and it makes it a lot easier. A lot of us will buy something, oh, just a bottle of glue at Home Depot. Or I'm like, oh, like, I just needed these straps at Home Depot. I just needed these screws. That adds up, and at the end of the year, that's a lot of write-offs. That's a lot of write-ups. You, you'll be looking at your income and like, why am I missing three thousand dollars? Like, yeah, it's a lot of, you'll single or double pay, uh, purchases at a at a store, and I, that adds up, and you can expense that.
0: I wanted to say real quick, and talking about what Pete's talking about, I had um, I have my meeting with my CPA tomorrow night because we're meeting about taxes for the year, and then all setting up the new stuff for the S corp, uh, investment in your company, get QuickBooks online immediately. <laughs> I was so stressed out. I hadn't reconciled my bank accounts since we moved because I'd been so busy. Uh, Guess how long it took me to do with QuickBooks for six months. I'm willing to bet it was pretty quick. Ten minutes to reconcile everything because I buy from the same vendors, right? So you're able to set up rules in there and it – I had already done them in the background. I had set up rules for all these That's vendors, awesome. and I had all these purchases from these new vendors. And I just went into the, the first one and set up a rule that this that when anytime there's a charge to my my credit card for from this vendor that it's a job supply. That's mm-hmm. just what it is, and it did all of them for me. So it like did. Luna. Hi, Robin. It did like thir- <laughs> it did like thirty of them in one fail swoop. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it was just minutes. It was like minutes. That's why stuff. I like
2: Absolutely.
0: Mile IQ for tracking my mileage throughout the year. <clears throat> Yeah. QuickBooks does
2: does everything everything. in the background. You set up rules
1: and pay for it. Yes, it costs, but if you're bringing in a couple hundred dollars every single month and there there could be a month that you're bringing in nothing and that's fine. But like over the course of the year, that thing is going to pay for itself in hours of time saved. I'm I'm very excited to get this like EIN and LLC all set up because as soon as I do, I'm opening up a business bank account, business credit card, all that. And I'm just going to run everything through those two just to make it super simple for me to not have to deal with that stuff. All right. That's two last points. This one is very important. Be very clear. And I, and I really, I can't stress this enough. Be very clear with your loved ones and your family about their, about your goals and their role in it. They need to be on board in some way. You want to be, you know, like uh, Kayla helps Dan with, uh, uh, with editing photos and stuff, like even if, if, if she wasn't there in the beginning, like he, he had a need, she was there, she volunteered, or there was a conversation, she helped out. That can obviously change over time, but be very clear. Set your goals when you're making new goals, talk about it. You want these people in your life because you do not, trust me, I have been there. We've all probably been there. You don't want to be talking to your loved one, your wife, your kids, your, you know, brother, sister, whatever basically like angry overworked stressed about something you need to get done and be almost upset that they're not helping you with it especially our you know our wives wives husbands like you, you don't want to get to that point where you like you're overwhelmed and then you're like almost annoyed that they're not helping you if you're not bringing them in on the conversation early on it's not going to it's going to be really hard so you can delegate to loved ones you just got to bring them in on a conversation 100%. and and the last thing like you guys hit up on the uh networking groups find a community find mentors. And this is a word that isn't used that often. Find a mentor. These guys are my mentors every day. They'll, you know, it's sometimes it's a simple thing. Sometimes it's a life-changing thing. I have mentors that are younger than me, that are older than me. that are from every walk of life, every age group, just because someone's half your age doesn't mean they're not a mentor to you. I have people that I follow on TikTok that are mentors to me that I can, that I've literally changed my mindset on certain, certain things. And then there's people that are in their sixties that have just gone through all of this and can really help you out. So don't be afraid to seek out people and you don't always have to agree on everything, but if they motivate you or they teach you or they patiently push you to do better, you want these people in your life. If you have doubters and people that hate on you and friends that are just like, Oh, you're doing like the little, little, my biggest pet peeve. When people go like, you're still doing a little, doesn't matter what they say after that. If there's a little in there, they just don't take your business seriously. And it it doesn't matter the tone they say it. in. it's like when someone thinks of your business as little or whatever, like, yeah, this takes a lot of work. So you clearly don't appreciate it, you know, or there, are you still doing that photography thing? (laughs) Like, okay. Yeah. Like that's, yes, I am mom, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. But that's, that's it. That's my whole list. People
0: need to like, just, you need to push them away for sure. But you also need to understand that uh, no one's going to know your business like you. Yeah. So yeah. like, of course you yeah. can't like, um, this isn't a don't commentary push him away. Educate them. Right. This isn't, a, this him, isn't yeah. a commentary on what you just said, Pete at all, that, at all. All <laughs> I'm saying, this is my, my point is, is, um, man, I don't want to say that. Um, <laughs> <I> <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't gonna be mean. I, did, I don't want it to be interpreted the wrong way amongst our group here. Cause I was going to say something. I, yeah. I, I don't, um, I know my business. Uh, My spouse does not. That's the bottom line. She just doesn't know my business at all. She doesn't know the needs of my business on any level whatsoever. Uh, But she knows your goals. Right. She knows my goals, but she doesn't know how to run my business from the day to day on any level. Like she just doesn't. Uh, There has been, this isn't going to happen, but there has been talk of her coming in to help at some point. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. We both don't know. I don't know if we could even handle working together. I don't know how that would be. We, We have completely different... We're completely different people, my wife and i uh we have very i'm a very i'm a very I take my business very seriously especially on the business level and she just has nothing to do with it uh she's very supportive my wife is incredibly supportive and incredibly patient and uh she's just a really wonderful person and
1: um we've met her right. she's great
0: yeah so I mean so for so for me i there there's just people who don't get that and she's a better person than I am. My wife is a better person than I am. Bottom line, she's a better person than me, but she can't do what I do with my business. That's just the bottom line. She can't. She doesn't have that mindset. And for what she does, she's perfect for it. She's perfect for her job. And that's where she needs to be in the world. And that's where she's doing the best for the world. And for me, I'm in my business because this is where I need to be. And I didn't, I was, I started this path when I was 35 or something. I have never been satisfied with my career in my life ever. Working for someone else, I didn't realize it until really the last year. But I was never happy because I wasn't working for me. And that's the bottom line. And some people just don't get that. And it wasn't because I didn't want to be told what to do. It was because uh, that's how Dan is. Yeah. Dan, Dan's a lot of motivation for Dan's life. And this is not a dig on Dan. This is just a fact. No, it's 100% accurate. A lot of motivation on on Dan and Dan's life is not being told what to do by other people. If, if you knew Dan more personally, you would understand how much that reflects in every facet of Daniel Dunlap's life. It Dan drips that, uh, methodology. It's just a fact. It's not for me. It's, it's not the, uh, not being told what to do by other people, whatever it is, what it is. It's, I don't want to deal with other people's crap because this business yeah. is my problem. I prefer to, de- I'll work. When I was saying earlier, I'm working like 18 hours a day right now and for 16 hour days, I don't care. It's hard and it's a hard thing to do. And that doesn't take away from how hard it is, but I would rather do this than work four hours. We're dealing with someone else's crap. I'd rather put in all these time. It's just better for me, but for my wife, no, She'd rather work dealing with someone else's problems. She literally, my wife literally deals with the emotion and mental problems of other people in this world. I can't even wrap my head around how she does that. I could not do it. That's literally what she's chosen to do with her life. Like I, so the they're, they're both valid. Neither one is better or right or wrong, but I can't go to my wife and say, Hey, what do you think I should do with this? Because she doesn't have Input that would be helpful, just like she wouldn't come to me and say, hey, we're dealing with this child with this issue. What do you think? I have no input. I just don't have any valuable input for that. So you need to find people around you who uh, can give you valuable input, and that's other business owners. And either I would recommend you find people who are at your level, but I would really recommend you find people who are well past your level, who've already experienced those first few years. And can give you a lot of good advice because they're going to, they want you to succeed. Most real non slimy business owners want to see other business owners succeed.
1: Yeah. Because you're not taking away any business from them. Like they're, if, like, shoot, I have buddies that are I, I, in the me, same we, business as we, me and we, we we're, we're helpful for each other. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, you yeah, got you don't, like,
0: guys in the area that we're, we're tight. I work with, I'm wearing a bidwell hat. They do the same yeah. thing I do and we're like two hours from each other, but we both help each other and out. And they, we you, send they each work, work together, work the they send each other business, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's all about yeah. the community and the network and we, I want them to succeed so bad. I do not want them to fail. I yeah. really don't want me to fail. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway. Sorry, I know Dan's trying to give us the wrap it up. Uh, I can see it from his eyes. Um, he has to pee. Are you telling me what to do? No, I'm interpreting You're getting what you'd like then. us to do. <laughs> no. Anyway, this is a very, very long episode, and none of it's getting in the show. So, hey, uh, dare thanks, I say we've Jake. done
1: our first topic episode in, like, months. What was Jake's original question? How do you do administrative Some work? Administrative
2: he, stuff. J- and he said wheels or doors, doors, and we
0: went on this long. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh, he said Smith or Rock. No, anyway, let's call the show. Uh, big thanks to. Uh, well, that G-I-G. was a really good topic. They <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a big thank, or that was a big long topic, and that was a uh, really fun. Thanks for the great. I feel like uh, that was a pretty good talk. Request, he, he did Jake. say it was a uh, open
2: he discussion. He asked me to make it a topic, topic, and I'm
1: like, call it in, and like, let's we'll take it from there. Yeah, you we got
2: a good serious discussion. That never happens.
0: Yeah, that was good. Uh, big thanks to all the people who called in. Thanks to all you. You guys are awesome. Thank you to the patrons. Um, I did want to do a quick thing. I didn't mention it in the show, but I did get my new website up and running, and I am running a 30% off template sale right now. So uh, go check that new website out. That is coffeecustombuilds.com. Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, Dan, go check out Dan on Etsy. He's got his new uh, his new inserts over there. Go check out Pete. He's got the uh, the, the the plastic army. Um, what was yep, and uh- What? Etsy class next week. week.
2: I'm actually looking forward to that.
0: What's the (laughs) not the terracotta army? We got to figure out what to call it for pizza army, plasticata army or something. PLA
1: PLA army.
0: (laughs) Anyway, big thanks to all you guys. Keep sharing the show. Keep uh, showing us all the love. Show we love it so much. Uh, You guys are the best. We'll talk to you soon. We'll be here recording next Tuesday, early in the week. So be there for this coming Tuesday. Yeah, this coming Tuesday. Yeah, 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 this coming Tuesday. The next Tuesday on the schedule. Have a good one, y'all. Bye now.
1: Bye, 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 bye. Love you long
0: time.